Your power is not your dress size, and your power is not your bank balance. Your partner's bank balance, or your father's bank balance. Your power is whose life you changed. Welcome to this brand new light bulb moment episode, brought to you in partnership with Dell Technologies, who believe in shining a light on these life-changing moments shared by incredible founders and entrepreneurs taken from my conversations of inspiration. It really is an honor to share their inspiration with you, and I hope their story impacts your own thinking as deeply as it has mine. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down. Where we're going, you won't need to bring your frown. This week's light bulb moment comes from one of my most treasured conversations with my dear friend Asma Khan, founder of her revolutionary Indian restaurant, the Darjeeling Express one that only employs and empowers women. Asma's story is one that I've always found so inspiring. From the beginning of her career, pursuing a highly impressive corporate life and law, Asma speaks of the awakening she experienced when she recognised her true purpose and what exactly she did in order to follow her calling. Sitting with Asma in the hustle and bustle of the family-owned eatery, tucked away in the heart of Covent Garden, was such an experience for me. Surrounded by all her female team and hearing Asma speak of her determination to inspire young women, well, it was just incredible. I loved our conversation so much that I actually had Asma's words embroidered onto a hoop that sits in my office, which I now look at every day. I'm actually looking at it right now. Now, to be sure that her words really do stay with me forevermore. So you went back and you learnt your craft. Did you come alive? Is this the time where you felt yeah. law wasn't for me, this is something I did and I loved, but this is who I am? Yeah. No, this was absolutely... I realised very quickly that the pleasure it gave me not to cook, but to see someone eat the food right. I cooked. That so was it a was big the difference. enjoyment that you got from watching feeding someone people, from feeding someone. Yeah. yeah, and I realized that anything I did as a lawyer would never ever give me this pleasure, and definitely money would not give me this pleasure. I was miserable. I thought, you know, why I'm not going to crawl through life. I will follow and I will do what makes me happy. And I'd done enough in my, you know, growing up years. And from, you know, my teenagers trying to kind of, uh, those years trying to kind of please other people. I thought, no, I'm going to please, you know, this emptiness and please other people who have got this emptiness in them. I'm going to find my route of trying to heal other people through food. What age were you when this happened? I must have been in my early 30s. So, again, it's quite interesting. We feel like we should sort of be at our peaks in our 30s and 40s. We should know what we're doing, excelling at the top of our game. Well, actually, you can find out what you want to do in life in your 30s, in your 40s, 50s, 60s. It's this journey that you have to take to have the bravery to say, you know what, I I, I don't want to do law for the rest of my life. I want to watch people eat, and that's going to fulfil my soul and why I'm here on this planet. No, no, the moment I realised that, that this is what I want to do, I was at peace. And, you know, and I was telling uh, a friend of mine, that, you know, for me, this, I turned 50 this year, is my second innings. My friend is American, so unfortunately I had to first explain what, how the world's rules of cricket work, which was not fun, but I explained that this is my second innings. 
I will hit every ball out of the park because I'm not going to get a chance to bat again. Whereas at 30, I'm, I would never have had this fire because I would have thought, oh, this doesn't work out, then maybe this, maybe on one hand, on the other hand, because you feel you have lots of choices. Yes. But when you see your path at 50, in your late, in your late 40s, this is when I started Darjeeling Express, I completely saw this light through this whole path. For me, I was out of darkness. I saw where I was going, and I saw myself getting way up where I'd wanted to be in my entire life. I saw myself successful, but I also felt that this is going to be where my entire team wins, these women that made friends. Like cricket, you don't win if you score a century and your team loses. Your team has to win, yeah. and I will never be free if others around me are in chains. So for me, that was so important that I felt that sense of comfort. I was so happy with my life. And I want to make sure other people felt the same. From this whole podcast, what I'm noticing is this passion and purpose. There is this real lesson that's coming through that basically nothing gives you wholeness and sort of peace than a real understanding of the life that you want to build. And for some people that's in their 20s, their 30s, but it comes to you. And one of my favorite quotes from Robert Byrne, the purpose of life is a life of purpose. Yeah. And it's something we should ask ourselves as you were saying, every day, something we should search out, something we should teach actually our young in school. Yeah. You know, actually asking someone, what's your purpose of your life going yes. to be? Because Have you ever sure. even thought of this? And it's so important. And I often go to talk to young uh, South Asian girls, you know, in, in community centers. And I tell them, your power is not your dress size. And your power is not your bank balance. Your partner's bank balance or your father's bank balance. Your power is whose life you changed. Because that they need to start thinking, you know, whose life can I change? Who's, who can I lift? Because you lift, you rise. And for me, I want to tell girls this. Yes. Because in our community, where so many families still have the very, very conservative values of the 1960s and 70s, when they left India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, they behind their closed walls it's a schizophrenic existence they have these rules that are which you don't have in india anymore you know it's it's we've all moved on but you find a lot of families of south asian origin in this country having these very very archaic values when it comes to their girls this is not okay this is not okay but for you don't want these girls to rebel because it's important. If you are of a particular community, family is important, community is important. You don't need to be this radical, wild you know, person who, who breaks every norm. You can live within it, you change it from within. Not just for yourself, because if you walk out of that, those chains of your community, I think it's quite selfish in some ways. You walk with others, because that is when you're free. Where do you begin? her calling away from what was a very sound career or realising that she didn't really have time to ignore her dream anymore? Or what about the fact that women are more than our dress size? I mean, phew, I could talk about these areas podcast upon podcast. But let me share what's on my mind when I re-listen to asthma. So many of you might be listening to this in a job that, yes, you're bloody great at and might be on a very good salary, but you're not happy. 
If it's not you, you no doubt know someone like this because we get trapped and it's not just in our minds. We leave school and seem to be hurried along a well-trodden corridor and only seem to talk about careers that are in the archives of generations before us and where a degree is just the next step. We come out of uni into the big wide world and get that first job, which then leads to clawing up the ladder of work, money and life. Throw in a relationship, kids and the rungs of the ladder just appear and we seem to climb. Nothing wrong with this, but there are moments you might have even had one or it might never come to you. But for a lot of people, you find yourself for the first time looking around on your ladder and you realise, fuck, that is a long way down. How on earth am I here? I'm above the clouds alone and the only thing I can see, the only option I have is to climb the ladder in front of me that I'm holding on to so tightly. There doesn't seem to be any other way but to go higher and higher, step by step, up and up, because this is the life, the career that we've chosen. These clouds could be my dreams all around me, but to step off the rungs would lead me to falling out of my life and harming everything around me, everything that I've built. So best I don't look around again and stay on that course. But I think there's another way to look at all of this. Maybe it's not a career ladder we're on. It feels very small, doesn't it? And claustrophobic as an analogy. Actually very male, to be honest. Like the men gave us a ladder, a career ladder out of the garden shed. What if like asthma, we're able to change paths? As we leave the institution of education, we actually head off on a hike. We have our rucksack and it's pretty light as we set off on the trail of our career and it's in an easterly direction. We travel the terrain in front of us. We collect more items and milestones of life in our increasingly weighty bag, but it's a hike. We have our feet on the ground and we're connected to nature, to the universe. We are not above the clouds alone. We become stronger and stronger as we continue this endless kilometres of life, but we are 100% allowed to sit on that rock, maybe look at a stream and take a moment, a breath. Maybe taking the weight off our backs and connecting with how we're really feeling about the journey, the weight on our shoulders and decide if it's still for us. Remember, there are three other points on that compass we've never explored that, of course, to take things out of the bag, such as our security with our career progress, the industry we're in, the regular paychecks, etc., is scary. But we are in control of what we do and the transitions that we take, just like asthma was, like I was. Who knows, what if we decided to tighten our shoelaces and go west, for instance? Why would the sun not still shine on our face? Yes, it might be rocky for a while, but we've travelled so far already. We're strong enough to change course, to change direction. What if west was always the direction we should have travelled? We just didn't realise at the beginning of the trek. There are no ladders, just glorious highlands to explore. And if we keep this analogy going... As now a 45-year-old woman, birthday last week, 
I'm very comfortable wearing the trousers with elastic waistbands. Not a scrap of makeup, red cheeks as I get a good pace going in the direction of my dreams. I'm 100% also able to tell you I'm not totally there with the whole dress size thing. On a bad day, I'm truly horrible to myself and still feel, of course I do, we have to just look at how we've been conditioned, that life would be better if I was a size 14 all of the time, especially in the age where our business lives are captured so frequently on camera and video. But asthma is so right and it's why I have this beautiful hoop with neon words sewn into it. Your power is not your dress size or your bank balance. It is the lives you have changed. And that's hopefully what I've set out to do on my trail. Well, it is my aim to help everyone who encounters Holly and & Co and myself give them the tools and inspiration to do what they love and love what they do. And it's why it's the title of my book, because the mountain range we're on, the path only lasts 29,000 days if we're lucky. This path runs out and you actually don't know when that will be. So when Asma speaks about her turning 50 and realising she was in her second innings, that there wouldn't be this time again to change course, that she'd now need to hit every ball out of the park, I understood how she felt. As I said, I turned 45 and realised that time, the hike, felt different to when I was starting out or even running not on the high street. It felt like it would go on forever then that time wasn't a commodity to be respected. I can safely say I'm in a very different mindset now because I have the wildest of dreams and it's going to need as much as my youth on my side because I've set myself a dream of exploring the business Alps. So a certain pressure has come over me, which excites me and scares the shit out of me all at the same time that I don't want to age and not have reached some of these heights that I see. I don't get to be under 40 again and all that that means. Asma rightly called it her growing up years and I totally love that. A time you come off the ladder realising you are actually in the open glorious air where the winds of change were all around us. The wrinkles that used to be eyeliner are the wisdom we carry. And as we tie our hair up into a greasy knot, looking at the map, adjusting the brass strap, digging into us, the sun continues to shine, not only on our faces, but over the brim of the mountainous dreams. All we have to do is take a deep breath of bravery and start walking. Now, before you go, what I hadn't told you is that this is one of 10 very special Lightbulb Moment episodes brought to you by Dell Technologies. Lightbulb Moments happen to us each and every day of life, where we discover learnings, hear stories that inspire us, or witness things that trigger sudden, enlightening thoughts that change our lives forever. And that's why I'll be welcoming 10 incredible female founders from Dell's Women's Entrepreneur Network, otherwise known as DWEN, into the safe space to share their personal lightbulb moments. 
I really do believe that by sharing the tales of our brightest moments, we have the ability to build, grow and empower a female community of entrepreneurs, becoming stronger than we could ever have imagined. This week, Rachel Wilkins, founder of Dinky Artist, will be sharing her very own light bulb moment. Enjoy. I'm Rachel from Dinky Artist and I create magical personalised gifts using children's drawings. Dinky Artist was my side hustle whilst I had a full-time corporate job, but I really, really wanted to leave that job and take Dinky Artist full-time. But I'm a single mother, I've got two small children and it was a big risk having no salary. So my light bulb moment was where I worked out actually how to do it. And what I did is I saved up for two years whilst I was still working full-time. I then changed my lifestyle and changed all my monthly outgoings. I changed my car, I cancelled Sky TV, I changed my phone bills, I changed where I shopped and so my monthly outgoings were as small as I could make them so I could use my savings to pay myself whilst I built up the business. And a year later, I'm still here, it's working, the business is now making a profit and I'll be able to pay myself. So if you're thinking of leaving your job, to take your side hustle full-time, definitely follow your dreams. A big thank you to Dell Technologies who've bought us this episode today. To connect with other like-minded female founders and share your knowledge, head over to dwen.com to find out more. And to listen to my whole conversation with Asma, explaining her remarkable entrepreneurial journey, or any of our past founders, search Conversations of Inspiration wherever you get your podcasts. And you know what I'm going to say, if this episode has helped you on your journey, I would be utterly, truly grateful if you might rate and review to help us reach even more people. Mm-hmm.